Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is episode 172 of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we bring you, Guilt Girl, title holder from Toledo, Ohio. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Before we start tonight's show, I wanted to give a shout out to a friend out in California. Her name's Janine, and she has a new company that she has started, and it's called Warm. She makes a toy warmer that is so cool, or in this case, so warm, that you put your toys in it, it brings them up to a lovely temperature to play with, and believe me, the results are fantastic. Check it out, experiencewarm.com, and uh, it will be in your favorite toy stores in the very near future. Check it out. Meanwhile, on the line, up in the lovely state of Ohio, is Kilt Girl. How are you doing tonight? I'm excellent. How are you? I guess your name is Kilt Girl Boot Black, officially. That was actually, I had to add a last name because Facebook made me, but then I got into a whole lovely situation with them fighting over my name because it was an alias, and I ended up convincing them to let me keep it, and they dropped the boot black. So on Facebook, I'm now just Kilt Girl. Well, that's very cool. Uh, I I did go through the same thing you went through. I was Woody Woodsman. That didn't work. Yeah, they're funny about the alias things. Yeah, well, you know, nobody in the scene has aliases. Never. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on in the lovely state of Ohio right now? Let's see, you you got your title last year. Right, I got my title last year in May, and that is for, um, it's produced by Daddy Greg Lakota and uh, Godfather Rick Scardino. Um, that's the Ohio title. I'm the 2016 boot black. Um, and that is a feeder contest for Great Lakes Leather Alliance in Indianapolis. So are you going to be going to that this year then? Uh, no, I competed last year or yeah, this past year in October. And that was the, yeah, the regional competition. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) So no, I'm, I'm good with not going back. (laughs) Boot black is a very interesting thing. I, I had a, um, a real interesting experience down itself a couple years ago where I had uh, my boots done and I had another boot black do a play-by-play announcement as what was going on, um, kind of like video for the visually impaired because there was no pictures. But uh, the experience was amazing, the, the care and the detail that went into boot blacking. It, it is an art form. It absolutely is. Um, that's actually what drew me to it. I, my father always polished his shoes every Sunday for church. And my grandfather was a cobbler. So we have a real, um, if you don't take care of your stuff, you don't have it anymore mentality in our family. So uh, much to my mother's dismay, I enjoyed um, polishing shoes and stuff like with my dad. And it came about during uh, roller derby, where I met my partner, Triana, and (laughs) we were preparing for about and I had sat down and polished my boots uh, because you can't have a name with kilt in it and not wear kilt. So, of course, you got to have the combat boots to go with it. And 
I looked at her boots and noticed they looked horrible, um, as is her, her tendency to scuff up anything on her feet. So uh, I asked if I could do her boots. And, you know, she smiled and said, sure, okay. So I hopped her up on the edge of the bed and I knelt down and I did her boots. And she looked down at me with what those who know us have kind of come to see as, you know, the trademark thing between us with this squiggly little smile. And she said, you know, this is a thing, right? <laughs> and I, I had no idea what she was talking about. She's like, no, 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 this is called boot blacking. We are going to check this out for you. And I was hooked from there, uh, from the first time I ever saw a boot black at a bar event and just completely dived into it. It, it, really satisfies both the art and the science for me um, because finding the ultimate way to care for a piece of leather just really just for me it's a puzzle and it's it's this beautiful balancing act between you know the art and the science and how do you fix it and what's the best way and what is the science behind the products um, what is going to be best for you know certain uh, certain types of leather and you know different temperature levels, different humidity levels. There's, there's so much to it that it just really fed my geeky nature. Well, you, you say art and science, but there's such a passion that goes with it. There is. There is. It's, it's funny. That's actually a lot of folks that I hang with are, are very passionate. And it's funny. I can always tell my people because we're the, we're the boot blacks that will walk up to each other and stick our noses in each other's kit and go, ooh, what do you have in there? <laughs> Yeah, there's there is such a love for it and just a hunger to learn and uh yeah, those those are my favorite people. <laughs> it's a very tight community too and uh, everybody watches out for uh, the other one. It's really nice. Very much so. That's actually what what led to my title was that that sense of uh a sense of family. I'm I'm not a competitive person by nature. I probably would never have run for a title had it not been for um, I consider her a sister, and that was uh, 2015 Ohio Boot Black Chrissy. At the time, she was Rick's kitten. She had been carrying the title uh, for a little over a month when her husband died in a car accident. Oh, and terrible. so her world was completely turned upside down. She uh, didn't really get to do the work that she had wanted to, and that was to, you know, to shed some light on the Ohio community and show people that you know, a lot of people think of Ohio as boring, but um, we have some really great people here and our state and our leather folks um, have a lot of heart. And that's kind of the message she wanted to carry out. And she wasn't able to do that. Um, and that just absolutely broke my heart seeing that happen. And so my my partner was supposed to run for Miss Ohio in 2016. And I went to her and I said, you know, I really want to see Chrissy's message taken out there and I want to show people um, what we've got here in Ohio. Can I please follow her? And so she said, yeah, okay, let's do that. So I ended up running and I won and I have, you know, had the honor of being sashed by, you know, by this very good friend of mine. And yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Um, having met some, really great people and traveled to some interesting places and it's been a whirlwind of busyness and our schedules are ridiculous. Um, and, uh, yeah, the bank account is probably still steaming at this point, but, um, well, there's yeah, a lot of travel involved. 
there really is. Um, I think it didn't occur to me until my partner posted, uh, she sat down and did the figures and posted on Facebook saying, um, you know, in the however many weeks at that time since I won my title, uh, the number of weekends that we'd actually been home, um, I think it was like two weekends at that point. We did the math not long ago. And yeah, I think it's been like six or seven weekends over the last year that we've actually been in a, been home in Toledo. And a handful of those have been running bar nights uh, <laughs> right here for our, for our group, um, Toledo Leather Care and uh, Toledo Leather Club. The one thing that goes with this is the camaraderie of meeting people on, in all these different cities and making lifelong friends. Absolutely. I, I have, yeah, I have collected some wonderful people in my life that, um, <laughs> including, including a girlfriend. Um, so that was uh, fantastic. And there's just been so many wonderful people at different events and, to some degree, I think that the title has helped open some doors for us as presenters uh, because people, you know, have a tendency to look a little closer and go, oh, hey, a title. Cool. What do you do? And they'll take that extra second to kind of read over, um, you know, what you've got going on. And for the work that um, Triana and I are doing, teaching our conflict resolution classes and uh, communication and the the work that we're doing for partners um, really speaks to us on very deep levels. So being able to get in the doors of places where we wouldn't normally get to, um, that has, it's absolutely been worth it. All the, the headache and the tired and the travel and having to buy a new car because we did, we killed the old one. <laughs> with the a miles. lot of miles on it. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Conflict resolution, and that's in the scene? That is anywhere. Um, this I'm a professional mediator um, in my real life. Well, okay, in my day job. <laughs> in the, yeah, the you have a, in several real lives, yeah. I Yeah, I do. To me, it's all puzzles. I love puzzle pieces that are human beings. Um, so figuring out how people fit together and uh, the best ways to ease up when there's tension and conflict and problems um, is really my other passion in life. And so we've taken that. Uh, my partner was a um, training a curriculum developer for um, many years. And so she takes, you know, all of my brilliant ideas um, because <laughs> I'm the first person to tell you I'm brilliant but flighty. And um, she organizes everything into these beautiful ways that make sense where I don't end up lecturing for two hours and suddenly we're talking about underwater basket weaving because I've gone off on a tangent. So uh, yeah, we've, we've taken that to boil it down to absolute human being level and it can be, those skills can be applied anywhere. Um, so we've, we've focused them in um, like kink and power exchange. We've focused them uh, for poly relationships or uh, we have um, an energy-based one for energy workers and kind of woo folks. Yeah, we can we can take that and tweak it in any which way. It's just a matter of you know kind of changing the uh, vocabulary that we use and make it relatable to those communities. About to say, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> one thing that you notice is. Uh, when a title holder gets through the first year and passes the torch to the next one, 
You find yourself with idle moments which you don't really know what to do with. Wow. Um, that seems like a beautiful dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm... I find myself sometimes looking forward to it, and I apologize because I know the term kind of offends some people, but I look forward to being a wuzzy at some point. But honestly, we we present so often at so many places um, from anime conventions to different relationship conferences, um, all kinds of places. So uh, even when the title is is done, I somehow suspect my treacherous ginger is going to keep us um, trying to take over the world and <laughs> fill our calendars as jam-packed as she can, because that's, that's kind of her way. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think there's going to be sleep or rest or enjoying, you know, boot black retirement anytime soon. Well, you can always find a bar party, you know. Well, yes, uh, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last bar night I went to just for fun as a person <laughs> to uh, to get to enjoy it as an attendee and not be sucked into helping. <laughs> so It's coming. It's coming. Maybe even this year. I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's talking about their step down speeches and stuff. And, and, uh, my producers are kind of like, well, we haven't heard of anyone running. I'm like, oh no. (laughs) That's when you go out and recruit. Well, you know, I tried that and, uh, there's a, a young man that I'm working with and he feels he's not ready. And as much as I would love to say, no, 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 get your butt in there and compete. Um, I know how crazy it can be. And I know the kind of pressure that, you know, that that can bring to you. And I would really hate to see him as a young boot black where he's really got the passion and the fire. I would hate to see him rattled and lose some of that because of having a bad experience in competition. So I absolutely respect that when he says, no, I want to wait. I'm like, you know what? That's very wise. You know, I absolutely support your decision. So we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, contests have people pop up at the last second all the time. So I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that that might happen. It would be it would be nice to hand it off to somebody. If not, they're hinting that I'm going to be voluntold to carry it again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, boy. OK. But at the same time, um, my partner is running for Miss Ohio. So this, we're hoping, is her year. One way or another, you're on the road next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's looking like it, yeah. You are doing a service to the community, and I really believe that people that put in the time and give their year to the community come out a, a more full person, a more rounded person. You, you see all kinds of perspectives when you visit them. It's really a wonderful thing. As I travel around the country with the cast, and talk to different groups and different people and in all kinds of different lifestyles, you go, wow, I learned something today. And any day you learn something, it's a good day. Right. Yeah, that's actually, I did. I said that earlier today, you learn something new every day. I absolutely love being able to walk away, you know, from an event or um, meeting new people and, you know, with those moments of, wow, that was so cool. Did you see they did this thing this way? Or did you see how, you know, this group was? That was really awesome to see that. And just there, there is so much diversity um, between, you know, kink and leather 
and, you know, all of the communities we work with. And it's just, to me, it's fascinating. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love, you know, just kind of soaking it all in because it's all, it's all different puzzle pieces to me. And it's, it's really awesome. You were talking a little bit about the different cons you go to. Do you teach just at a community level also? We've been teaching kind of regionally lately. We also teach conflict resolution and we teach nonviolent communication, um, which is more geared towards the interpersonal relationships. So that's something that people can walk away with just themselves and use those tools and those techniques to, you know, to be a better human being. I totally just took a right turn at Albuquerque with that. I apologize. <laughs> Mon back. Yeah, I mean, we, we, it boils down to we'll teach anywhere that'll pay us. Um, and if they don't pay us, if they treat us well, if it's somewhere that we enjoy, that we get something out of it because, you know, there's beautiful people or, um, you know, we get to attend other amazing classes. So that nurtures us. Yeah, we enjoy all of those places. So. Yeah, at this point, we're just we're kind of teaching anywhere. And we have such a a large variety of classes. Um, It's really a passion of both, um, both Triana and myself to to teach, we just love to share. And um, it's it's been really amazing having people coming up to us, you know, like a year or two after an event and saying, Oh, my gosh, I took that class. And you know, I, I left your class and my boyfriend and I got into a fight in the hotel room and we were able to use those skills and it really worked. And you weren't kidding when you said, you know, we could laugh our way through it and have a good time while we're trying to, you know, solve this fight that we just had. And so that's been really cool seeing how people are able to take the spin that we put on it because we laugh our way through through our lives. There's so many situations you have to laugh or cry. And so we bring a lot of a lot of silliness to what we do, and to to see people taking you know these these things that we teach with our humor spin to it and making it work for them has just been so you know just really cool, and it's been very rewarding um, to be able to look back and see that we actually are starting to make a difference. It's like wow, <laughs> who'd have thought so. People take themselves way too seriously. Absolutely. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> we so do not. It's it's still really shocking to have people treat us as presenters. Um, because yeah, we've we've had several people who are like, Oh no, I could never you know, I could never ask Trayana that because well, she's a presenter and I'm like, It's just Trey, like it's cool, it's fine, don't worry. People are like, Oh, but but you guys and we're like, No, really, we're human beings, like I hate wearing pants and, and I feel guilty when I drink soda. So, you know, I mean, we're people. In the rarefied era of presenters. <laughs> yeah. The name Kilt Girl. Um, mm-hmm. So so you like wearing kilts, apparently, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm half Irish, half Scottish. And that actually came from my roller derby name, um, which is what started this whole thing, was when I met Triana doing roller derby. So my derby name was um, Kilty Conscience. And so, yeah, the alias just kind of, everybody just calls me Kilty and it, it stuck. Um, I still have several friends who are like, I don't remember your legal name. (laughs) So it carried over and we just kind of changed it a little bit 
for uh, to differentiate it from Derby. So, so are you a a tartan girl or are you a, a utila kilt girl? I love tartans, um, but all of my kilts are custom made by my partner, who is an amazing seamstress who um, tried to take the X kilt pattern and. Um, I have a big butt because I'm a girl. So <laughs> she didn't like the fit. Uh, so she modified the, the patterns and everything um, specifically for me. So everything everything I wear is custom made. And she has sworn to me she will never sew me a tartan kilt because lining up all of those lines and, oh, yeah. and everything, all that pleating is a nightmare. I'm lucky I got my dinosaur flannel kilt. Um, because there are certain fabrics that are just a bitch and I have to sew. And she's like, you know, I love you. Dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. You are living the life in the non-serious lane. <laughs> There's a bit of a story that goes, <laughs> that goes with the dinosaurs, um, that involves our local swingers club. And, uh, she has some dinosaur spatulas, that she likes to play with because she is one of the most ridiculous, silly sadists ever. And, um, it involves a lot of fire and he was hairless and she beat the hell out of his nuts with these dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and the scream was heard throughout the venue. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that, that became, um, yeah, kind of a little trademark for us with the, just, you know, yeah, well, Trey's got her dinosaurs, so it's it's kind of a, a thing that I've taken up is making her new toys with dinosaurs. So <laughs> Okay, you know what's interesting about that? You said this is at a swingers club. Yes. Swingers are typically not into a lot of pain and things like that, and so you must have had quite an audience. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> there actually was, because uh, for those who don't know her um, – Triana is, she's small. She's kind of frilly. She, she wears a lot of Victorian Lolita clothing. Um, so she just looks like this cute, adorable little redhead. And that was actually, um, what drew him to her was watching her, you know, it was a bottoms buffet. And so people were trying it out. And so she had done this beautiful, sensual fire scene on this girl. And the swinger guy was standing there with whoever the woman he was, with uh and he was standing right behind me and i heard him say i'm going to get her to touch my cock and i kind of chuckled and <laughs> so sure enough you know she finished up and he walks over and he says will you do that to me and she says sure no problem i'll light you on fire and he said will you would you touch my cock and she's like i'll light your cock on fire <laughs> and I, I think the uh the concepts in each other's minds were vastly different and so she goes through this negotiation and he's like oh yeah yeah no problem flings off his clothes hops on the table and so she starts doing fire and she's very nice and he's like oh yeah that's yeah okay whatever and uh, he's like, so you said you'd light my dick on fire. She's like, sure. So she starts playing around with the fire, and that's how he ended up hairless. And, oh, my God, the smell was horrible. But this oh, guy keeps trying hair. to push. <laughs> oh, it was, it was nasty. Uh, so the guy was trying to, you know, trying to convince her to, to touch his cock. And she's like, okay. So she starts, you know, she's like, I'm just going to do this. And he's like, or uh, he said, you can do whatever you want to me. And three of us promptly raised our hands and went, time out. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. Uh, let's be a little more specific. And he's like, no, 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 no. She can do whatever she wants. She can, she can touch my cock however she wants. She said, I will beat the hell out of your cock and I will be mean. And he was like, I can take anything you can dish out. And all of us just went, oh, buddy, <laughs> you have no clue. So yeah, so she, she lit him on fire. She, um, 
there was some uh, some play with a knife that had him kind of dancing around a bit, and uh, he kept kept saying, you know, I can take anything. You can do anything you want. You can go ahead and do whatever. And she's like, I'm about to get rough. And he's like, that sounds great. Okay. So, so the dinosaurs came out and she has her brontosaurus and she was explaining to him, this is Mr. Brontosaurus. He's, he's an herbivore. He likes nuts. And she starts smacking him on the sack and he got a, whoa. He was like, okay, that's, that's okay. We can, we can do this. And uh, she took her little T-Rex and she said, this is Mr. T-Rex. He's a carnivore. He likes meat and started hammering on him. And I, I think it was about that point that I start, I walked away because I was laughing too hard and promptly walked over to the front row where the locals are all sitting watching whatever was happening on, on the stage of the theater. And they're like, what are you laughing at? And I said, swinger dude over there just told Trey he could, she could do whatever and that he can take anything she dishes out. And they all laughed and said, Oh man, did anybody tell him? We're like, no, nah, nah, we, we, we told him like, you know, she's evil. And, uh, it was shortly thereafter. We heard a resounding smack sound promptly followed by his scream of pain and her evil little like giggle that she does. And everybody was just like, Oh man. So yeah, it, it was, it was then he said, you know, I think someone else might enjoy some fun. But he had the perfect imprint of the brontosaurus on the inside of his thigh. It looked like a little chalk mark body <laughs> line thing. It was awesome. But he's been back every month since then asking for her. <laughs> oh, my. I always find it interesting when they say, I can take anything. And that's when everybody cranks it up. Yeah. We're like, oh, man, dude, you need to be specific because, like, she's – she loves the fucked up shit. Like you're, you're going to have no eyebrows or something like, yeah. Yeah. Midori is one of her heroes. So it's along the lines of, Oh, well then. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, our, our play has been, has caught an attention uh, more than a few times <laughs> because we're, we're ridiculous and we will do ridiculous things to mess with people. It's so much fun. Every now and then you got to take the swingers off the path and uh, show them the rest of the world. Right. Well, we made a convert. Like I said, they they were reiterating again last night at our munch that, oh, yeah, that dude has been back and he's he's been looking for her to show up with her dinosaurs. I was like, man, I wish we were around and weren't traveling because, oh, we could be so much meaner than that. It'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Kilty, it's been a, a real pleasure talking with you tonight and hearing you laugh and, and just your outlook on life is fantastic. Thank you. I think if people can pick up some of the uh, the threads that you've been leaving through here, things can improve in many areas. Relationships, you do have to laugh because you can't take it too seriously. It's, it'll get real ugly if you do. Yeah, absolutely. People, human beings can be awful to each other or we can be really amazing to each other. And that's we just try to find our way. Yeah, laughter is laughter is our kind of north star. So, fantastic, Kilty. It was a real pleasure talking with you, and we will have any links that you want to put on for your classes on the show page, and people can get in contact with you and take it from there. Sounds great. You have been listening to episode one hundred and seventy-two of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to KinkyCast.com. The KinkyCast is a production of Rooster in the Round. 
On behalf of all our kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week when we present Preacher, Bear, Podcaster and Kingster. Thank you.